Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. So we've been gone for a while. (laughs) And it wasn't exactly on purpose. (coughs) I was sick. Well, I mean, that was just, that just explains, like, the last two weeks. What happened the other two and a half months. That's true. I'm sick in the head. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, I got kind of, not discouraged or whatever, but, like, I, just the flyers were, like, completely in shambles, and then I started to kind of get back into it a little bit, but then, you know, they went on the losing streak even after Dave Hextall went, or got fired, and Hextall got fired, and then now they're, like, close, but... Probably not close enough. Not close (laughs) enough. But we won an outdoor game, so that's pretty dope. Against the Penguins? Against the Penguins. Dude, I'm with you, man. I I like to gang up on bad fans, but my team has been hard to watch. And I'm I'm not going to lie. I don't mind watching us, like, lose. I don't like it, but, like, you know, I'll do it. But I was just, like, really busy with, like, life. So I was not, not keeping up the way that I usually would. And then I come back and I start trying to watch the Devils, and the team is completely unrecognizable. Like, yeah. have you seen our lineup recently? I, I don't even lineup. know where these prospects have come from. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. Somehow you guys had, like, allow Curtis Gabriel to play. Oh, man. I got into, like, an argument on Facebook with Devils fans about that because I was just like, yeah, he deserved that suspension. He's a piece of shit, and I hope his career is over. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> people were like, what team are you rooting for? I was like, I root for the Devils. That's why I don't want that idiot on my team. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with hating the worst player on your team when it's not even yeah. the best team you've put out on the ice. Oh, yeah, no, it's an awful team. And, dude, I'm not I'm not biased against tough guys. I love Jordan Tutu. I liked Farnham. Gabriel's just not... Even as good as those guys at hockey. And those guys weren't very good at hockey. <laughs> He's taken so many bad penalties. He's tough. He had a nice fight the other night against, uh, I think it was Lucic. But you know how many fights he's like tried to have with people and didn't? And then went to the penalty box? I'm like, dude, this dude. Yeah, it's what he happened. Doesn't know, he doesn't know how to play hockey. Like, period. Yeah, it's what happened in the, the Devils game. Or the Flyers-Devils game. Or whatever, when Patrick like hit him back, and then for some reason he went to like go fight Lawton, which was weird. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if Gabriel doesn't have a shot on net yet. I could buy that. I could check if it, if he even has an NHL.com profile. I can pull it. He up. Probably I doesn't. Have, I have a hockey reference up right now. Ooh, do they do they do enough? Do they do the current shots on goal and stuff? Yeah. He has. Let's see. Oh, he's two goals and two assists. Look at that. Oh no shit! So he has at Holy least two shit. shots. Holy shit! He has five shots on goal. Oh, that's a pretty good shooting percentage. Yeah, not bad. Maybe I take it back. I mean, he still sucks at hockey. I mean, broke clocks right twice a day, so. Right, I had a hat trick in beer league yesterday. That doesn't mean much. But no, and so I just want to apologize if we do have any fans and anyone's listening to this for the sabbatical. It's not going to happen again, or if we do need to take time off, we'll be better about letting you guys know why. But 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of life things happen, and our both our teams are just fucking sad. Yeah, I mean, and when we both, well, when we took off, it was like it was the holidays or whatever. So we, you know, decided that we weren't going to record for Christmas and we weren't going to record for New Year's. And then the next week came, and then we didn't hit each other up to record. And then the next week came, and same thing. So it was it wasn't really on. on purpose that we you know been gone this long um i really wanted to get back into it earlier than we did Um, we were gonna do trade deadline coverage but i had the yeah and i still i still want to make our list and stuff that we talked about that we were supposed to do around the all-star break but i figured that's another discouraging thing is that those lists are so hard everyone that i think is good is terrible this year yeah i know um, but we, I still want to do that. I mean, I think that, you know, now that we're this far along, it's something that we could save for the off season and we can just do all our position lists in the off season. Yeah. Um, and I will say though, this isn't because it's not hockey's fault that this happened for sure. It's still been an exciting season and I think it's exactly what we predicted, at least so far. We'll see how it shakes out by the end. Still got a couple more weeks, but I feel like it's exactly what we predicted in the beginning of the year. I would say it, I feel like it's so much closer to our predictions now than it was when we redid our or when we looked back at our predictions. Yep. Like fucking Colorado's falling off a goddamn cliff. Yeah. Uh-huh. The only the only team. Yeah, St. Louis is up. Yeah, the, I feel like there's only two, maybe three teams that are in a playoff spot right now that I didn't predict would be there. Yeah. It's like the Islanders and probably Arizona, maybe Dallas too. But that's oh, going to change too. I don't know if I put Montreal in the playoffs this year. Well, they're not No, right now, I, I they're didn't, clo- but they're, they're a lot closer than I thought they would be. Well, the Blue Jays, yeah, they are. Technically, it's the Blue Jackets jam, but you're right. Anything could happen, but I and I mean, just in the beginning of the year, I think we said it's going to be a lot closer. There's not going to be a lot of, and we saw a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of teams that were not consistent and started out good and have faltered. And unless you're Tampa Bay, you're yeah, Tampa like Bay right is, in the running with everybody else. Yeah, Tampa Bay is fucking crazy. Yeah, they are. I still don't want them to win the cup. I still take my preds, but. Well, we haven't done playoff predictions. We'll definitely do that when that when that starts. But yeah, but really, all these teams are like they're respectable records. I'm not saying that they're bad, but like unless you're Tampa, like you're you're like right in the running with everybody else except for the bottom feeders. Like there's a lot of teams that their spots won't get taken. Absolutely not. But that it could have went sideways for them at any point too yeah right yeah there's a lot of teams there's definitely teams that probably won't fall out of the playoffs but there's definitely teams that are on the outside that could still make it in oh yeah the west is close the west is like real close yeah the west is definitely i mean they're so flaky too that i feel like it's more of a race in the west than the east even though that there's some teams at the same kind of points but, like, I feel like the Oilers suck and this wouldn't happen. But could they win, like, could Connor McDavid win, like, eight in a row? Sure. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's done it. <laughs> Can Arizona lose every game the rest of the season? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Wouldn't the West definitely benefited besides a select few teams like Calgary and San Jose and Winnipeg and Nashville from everybody else not being as good as we thought they were going to be. Like, yes, St. Louis should be further ahead than they are. Oh, yeah. With that terrible start, I can't believe that they were coming. And they're really close now. I mean, they're only five points behind, or no, four points and behind. And Vlad's hurt. In third, be a lot higher than that if they would have got off to a good start. They could still not make it. Yeah. I doubt it, but that's what I mean. The West, it's like, again, Vlad's hurt. Yeah. All they need is for O'Reilly to go cold. Perron's hurt. They could definitely, definitely be in some trouble. But at the same time, they're only four points behind Nashville with two games in hand. And I think right. Nashville's fantastic. So I it's such I just think that irregardless of what we said in, in the individual teams, this this season really did have a lot of parity. There's like not a lot there's like a lot of shit going on. Like they everyone's one streak away. Except for like the Devils and the Kings <laughs> and the Ducks and Ottawa and and Ottawa and Detroit and that's it. Yeah. And then there was that time where we thought Buffalo was finally going to do it. Dude, that is it's just the You said thing. it too. You were like this is happening. <laughs> I like it looked legit. Like it looked more yeah. legit than anything I've ever seen. Dude, it did. It, and it that, was like, because like, they didn't come out like guns blazing, then they heated up right in the middle, and then they just been cold. Cold, cold. Jeff Skinner had a fucking great year, but he slowed down a little bit. He's not going to win the fucking OV Cup. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see what happens with that in, in the offseason to see if he stays in Buffalo. I don't know why he wouldn't. Like that, I mean, him and Eichel is like a duo. Oh, he'd be stupid to leave now. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't. I don't. I mean, one, I I don't know why Buffalo wouldn't pay him. Yeah. Either, although I mean, I know he's gonna he's gonna ask for a lot of money for sure. He should. Yeah. I always knew Jeff Skinner had more underneath that shit. I always liked him. I told you he's got the nicest hand, like the one of the nicest hands in the league. He's got yeah, a great shot. That dude's a sniper. You want? He's a goal scorer. Yeah, and then it's gonna. I, I don't, because now I like, and I, I mean, I normally do like a lot of players on Columbus, and I don't want to see them miss the playoffs. Although it would be really fucking funny if they did miss the playoffs. Uh, I kind of do want them to miss the playoffs just because then we never have to – again, when me and you get good again, we won't have to worry about them anymore because that's terrible that they're going to lo- lose Bob and Panarin and not even make the playoffs. Yeah. But they could. They could. I'm, I'm not saying that they won't. But like the other day I was watching a clip and I saw Panarin drop the gloves with somebody. And I was like, wow, this has nothing to do with anything other than how – like. Like, I don't know how to describe the feeling that I got, because it was, like, so weird to see Panarin, like, go after McAvoy like that. And, like, it was, like, not for, like, team spirit or, like, anything. It was, like, he just looked, like, so frustrated that he had to, like, live his life like that and then get whacked by Charlie McAvoy. (laughs) 
Like, I don't know how to explain it properly, what, what, but, like, there's just something about it where I was just, like, this isn't, like, him, like, being a leader or even probably being all that upset about about the hit. He's probably just so frustrated that he has to do so much and that the team that he plays with is so good, sometimes so cold other times, and then he got whacked a little bit and he just, like, fucking a screw went loose. Yeah. He does, yeah, he definitely (coughs) seems like that kind of player that, like... It hits a point and then he just snaps. Duchesne's looked great though since that trade. Yeah, Duchesne. Ever since I talked shit about him, has looked really good. Yeah, which you're welcome. Yeah. Everybody involved. Always liked Matt Duchesne. So I always, I always wanted him to be there. good. Me too. And like I never disliked like him, the, even like though I talked shit about him. I just always wanted him to be better than he was. He was always supposed to be better than he was, too. Yeah. Like, play old NHL games. Matt Duchesne turns into, like, a 95 overall. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All the time. He, like, leads the league in scoring in, like, NHL 2015. It's like, yeah, all right. I think that's why it pisses me off so much when he was in Colorado and he was playing shitty. Because, like, yeah, they all were shitty, but, like, you're supposed to be good. And you play next to two other really good players in fucking Landeskog and uh, McKinnon. Yeah. Landeskog's always supposed to be better than he is, too. But he's actually, like, done it the past, like, two years, I feel like. He's, like, stepped up. Stopped being so much of a downer. I could be wrong, too, because that's just the way I feel. Like, he may even have more points other years. But I just feel like Landeskog, McKinnon, and Duchesne always looked like they were going to be, like, they were going to, like, tear it up. So, like, when Colorado, like, doesn't make the playoffs and the rest of their team is, like, complete nonsense and then they go through cold streaks, it, like, looked terrible. Like, just, like, what yeah. is going on? Yeah, I always, like, I think that um, Landeskog is a good player. I think he's just one of those players that really excels if he doesn't have to carry the line. Kind of like, I'm trying to think of a good example. I don't know. I think McKinnon and Rantanen definitely carry the weight, and then Landeskog is just a smart enough player to always be doing the right thing. And it's not that he's not yeah. good. It still takes skill to do that. Oh, you know, yeah. I just think, you know, the past couple of years, I mean, because, I mean, I get, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm a little wrong with that because, I mean, his point totals hasn't gone up, like, drastically. It's not like he was putting up, like, 40 points and then he jumped up to 60s. He was in the upper 50s before and then he's broke 60 uh, well he would have broke 70 this year but i mean he probably will i think he's supposed to come back i know he's hurt um so he'll probably break 70 this year yeah and i just feel like he's done like a lot more cool shit too like what i think last year what he had like a four goal game or something like that and like he had like four goals and like two assists in like a game or some crazy that's probably like i'd buy that he had, like, a friggin' great game, and I don't know. It just looks more together now than it used to, I feel like. Yeah, I can see I can see what you're saying there. I see what you're saying, though, where he's, like, he, like, keeps up. He, like, does their dirty work, and, but I don't know. They just made him a captain, like, young, so I feel like expectations were higher. I feel like at least now, like, even though he's still the captain, there's, like, the pressure's off a little bit. He's got those other two guys, and then, like, he's not 
a weight on them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with these two fucking lottery picks they're about to have, he'll probably never have to be because they'll actually have a little bit of depth on their second line. I was going to say, that's like, I'm just like looking at like point totals right now. And the next forward closest to those three, I mean, obviously it's McKinnon and Rantanen with 87 and 86 points. Then Landeskog, who has 69, nice. So, um, but then, then the next forward is Soderberg with 43 which is not bad, but I feel like no, he's been, not. he's normally like, I mean, I'm not trying to say Carl Soderberg is bad. I think he's a useful player. I just think ideally he would be the third line center. Yeah. If possible. And then the next I one also, is, is Kerfoot with 34. He's only got 34. Yeah. So like the depth scoring just like, it's, I mean, it's not invisible or whatever because then you have a bunch of guys that have like, 30, 24, 22, 20, 20, 20, 20. You know, you have a bunch of guys that are there. It's like you just don't have, like, a solid second line scoring. It's like you have the third line and fourth line scoring for sure. Maybe even above that. It's like you have – it's kind of almost like they have a first line – and, like, Dude. some support players that would be good on a second line, but they don't have, like, a piece to that second line that makes it work. Yeah, and I I don't want to discount Soderberg, but he also, since he has that many points and, and gets the second line minutes, it's also even a little bit less impressive that he has that amount. It's still great for him. He's, like, a good player. He's, yeah. like, not bad. But... I feel like it's okay if your first line there's a big disparity. That's fine. Like people always say, like, oh, look at the next, like, the next person. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like like you said, there's only like a lot of like twenties, twenties, twenties. Like there's no one you're right, they don't have a second line, and I feel like I feel like by the time they get a second line, they better hope that their, like, third and fourth lines are, like, back together. Like, you know what I mean? That, like, they can, like, keep that. That's what I fear. But I feel like Colorado can't miss. Uh, They're probably going to win at least one lottery pick. I never am for tanking, but I actually personally would probably rather see them lose every game the rest of the season and take, like, two of those picks and then, like, be the best team in the league for, like, ever. Yeah, um, my fear is that they should have done that already because they had that awesome trio. Like, there's no reason that Colorado should have been that bad. They also had a Ginla before he was like bad and old and retired. They they like had like a good squad, and I just feel bad. They're like one of those teams where if it's not something, it's another thing. There's like no consistency. It's like next year they'll probably have two wonder kids. At least one of them's making the team. If they keep that like bottom six together, then that's that's like fine. Or like again, or they're mid middle six, and then you get some rookies in there. Maybe you get someone in free agency, um, and then I feel like next year will be the year where every other year Varlamov decides to just shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Like so then they'll have the they depth. Get any goaltending? Yeah. Won't get any goaltending and no defense. Like Barry will be hurt for half the season again. Like you know what I mean? This yeah. year they they get like decent goaltending. They get, like, decent defense, and their depth is bad. At least they're not, like, given, like, whoever threw that behind them, like, that one year. That was a mess. Like, I, I just feel like their oh, depth's been a mess. Oh. 
You know oh, what play I'm talking man. about. It's like I, the worst that, play I've ever seen in hockey ever. It gets like in my <coughs> spine every single time I think about it, man. It's just, oh, man. Who was that? Is their career it over? It was like Blake Como or something like that. Yeah. So I just feel like that that'll be like what happens. They'll like finally get their depth and then something will happen. But like they have a real opportunity like with those two high picks. And Rantanen being as good as he is, and Landeskog and, and McKinnon not being that old, that, like, I really think that they just need to get, like, and they've got good defensemen, but they just, like, get hurt, and then, like, fuck up. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, yeah. like I feel like if you look at Barry and, um, who's the other one? I'm sorry. The other good def- defenseman they have. Oh, uh, Zadorov. He's all right. Yeah, he'll probably get better, too. That's not who I meant, though. Um, he's like a veteran. He's not bad. Oh, Eric like, Johnson? Yes. Okay. Like, if you look at those guys individually, you, like, want them on your team, but then you're, like, those are kind of, like, your, like, guys, and it's, like, there's, I don't know. There's just no consistency in that team. I hope that they, like, get it, like, get their consistency together because they could be, like, one of the most dangerous teams in, like, the league for sure. And it... And, And I feel like they could do it without it being like the McKinnon show. Like, the Oilers are eventually going to make the playoffs again. And it's still probably going to be like the Dreisaitl-McDavid show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I I don't want to, like, steer too far um, off of, like, Colorado. Because I do want to, like, just say another thing about them. Oh, yeah. But why? I don't know if you see it as much as I do. There seems to be, like, a growing, like, group of people. I don't know if it's, like, a vocal minority or people actually think this. But people seem to think that other people think Leon Dreisaitl is a bad player. The problem is not that Leon Leon Dreisaitl is a great player. The problem that Edmonton has is that they, they can't win when McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't playing together. Yeah. That's the problem. It's not that they can't score apart. It's that they don't win. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Like, Dreisaitl, you know, now has what? He may, he probably already has 90 points by now or whatever. Oh, he's And he scored 40 goal goals or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. But, you know, you'd think that if you have a Dreisaitl that scores 40 goals and McDavid who, what, is he going to get 100? Get 100 I, points. Yeah, he's going to get 100. Right? I don't know how I many he has. I think he might have already. Yeah, he could already have it. McDavid's at 100 right now. Okay. So you have those two guys, and you aren't in the playoffs. Yeah. And the, there's top two players in the top six in scoring. Yeah. And the Nuge's having a good year. Yeah. It's, dude, sometimes, like, it's so hard because things don't, like, mesh. I feel like it's a lot easier to see what the problem is in Edmonton than it is Colorado. Which you could finish your thought on that if you want. But I just feel like Colorado, if it's not one thing, it's another. And that's my fear with them. With the Oilers, now they got Chiarelli out, which is fantastic. Maybe yeah. the next guy will will turn it around. Who, like, I, who, I don't even know. I don't know how you like. I'm you assuming that they're going to have a big like GM search this summer. They should. Because I don't believe, because I know right now the GM is Keith Gretzky. And I don't think that's going to last. No. I think that's just the guy for right now. But yeah, I think that they should have a big 
free agent search or free agent search, uh, GM search in the off season. Um, who's their coach? Coach, coach, where's the fucking coach at? Oh, Todd McClellan. Yep. Oh no, it's Ken Hitchcock. That's right, it's Ken Hitchcock. Because they fired McClellan earlier this year. That's right. Hitchcock's a temporary thing, though. You think? Yeah. You want to know why I think that? Because he's got a very different style than what they were going with. And he has a very different style that may affect a team like that in a good way. But if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Yeah, I mean, and you he's, are right. He's, cause Ken he's Hitchcock, coached so many teams the past few years. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Ken Hitchcock is definitely like a defensive-minded coach. 100%. Yeah, and it's there's not a problem with that. I actually like that. But I feel like it's not exactly a talent problem there. But it's not exactly... It's these bad deals. Like, we have to blame Torelli for this. But... At the same time, like people talk about when Taylor Hall was there and years ago, how it's just like a cancer, like none of them worked hard. And that, I don't know, I just feel like something like that doesn't like change overnight um, unless like if it's going to change, like then it's going to it's going to have to change like quickly, actually, like it. Because like the gradual process, they, they lose a good piece, they gain a whatever one they gain a good piece and it's just they never like mesh they like blow leads all the time and i I, you can't blame it on points like you said like nuge had a good year like there's nothing pointing at it other than the fact that they like are always just doing the wrong thing like at the wrong time like they lose games that they should win that McDavid, like, they win games that McDavid has to, like, win them single-handedly. Or not single-handedly. He's got his boy. His boy yeah, he's Dreisaitl. got two boys. Dreisaitl <coughs> and the Nuge. And that's the whole goddamn team. It's the whole team. Yeah. And then... And, well, they have he some plays decent so many defensemen. minutes, too. They just don't have... I don't think that they have what they need. And they're hoping that Bouchard is that guy. Yeah, but... They're going to need more than one stud defenseman, too. Yeah. And Nurse is good. I think that Clefbaum is good, and I think that Nurse is good. Larson's not bad. And Larson's not bad. No, they're D overall. You're right. Maybe they do just need, like, a stud. Maybe that will pull them out of the dark a little bit. I think it'll help them. It's not going to fix it. They still need something else besides a stud. Like, even if they were to get Carlson, well, I still think even if that, even if they were to do that, they would still need like another solid top four guy, and that would be yeah. like comfortable. But I feel like on paper, on paper, it should be fine now. Like I was say the defense like, is for sure like at least the personnel on defense. I don't think is the problem. I'd like kill for their defense comparatively to ours right now. Are you yeah. serious? It's like the lineup that they put out for offense is the issue. Yeah, but then they score a lot, and then the defense blows it. And then, you know, I, they don't have, like, they got this new goalie where hopefully he, like, works out or whatever. But I I just feel like with them. Contract, just, it was just a mistake. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that this guy is not going to be good. But what 
in any like nowhere like even the flyers wouldn't have done that deal you know it's terrible like i don't know i don't see what sold them to believe that he was worth 4.5 million dollars a year there's no day no it was they no it was confirmed they after they fired him they asked the whoever the next guy not keith gretzky whoever the next guys are because i know there's a group of them and they said we all approved of the koskinen signing that's why i feel like they're doomed because they need no one who's works there right now should be employed I don't believe so. Like, there's no way that they communitively got together and were like, this is a good deal. This guy's 30 years old, playing in the KHL. He comes in and has half a good season. I don't even know if it was halfway. And then they're like $4.5 million for the next three years. Dude. And if it was they then, it's always been they. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. I just feel like there's something about it, um, their team and how they interact on the ice too. But I feel like that's a thing. It's not like other teams where it's like, that's why I said Ken Hitchcock's not going to be their coach again. I don't think. Because if it, if it was going to get that much better and he was going to expire, inspire them, they'd at least be doing better now. Again, I think that a defensive system is great. It worked fine. But, like, I feel like they need to get rid of everyone. Like, anyone. Like you said, actually. Like, everyone who works there. And because getting a good coach is just going to go there and just get frustrated. And it's going to be, like, the same shit. And, like, getting a new GM, it's, like, cool. You, like, fix the Torelli thing. But, like, how... You know how long it's going to take for them to fix that? And I just feel like you watch other teams with, like, marginally, marginally less talent than them pull off amazing things. My yeah. Devils last year. There's so much Your Devils the other day. The other day. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, how? How did we fucking beat that, beat that team when they're still in the hunt? And we are gone. And we're playing with our AHL squad. No haul. No fucking Nico. We are playing with, like, Augustino. And yeah. fucking Damon Severson looks like a fucking god. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's... It was so funny the other day. Um, <laughs> the Devil's Twitter tweeted something like, who in the world is Kenny Augustino or whatever? Like, as, like, introducing him or whatever. And yeah. I was just like... Is this someone that like they're proud of or whatever? Not, I mean that's cool or whatever. But I'm like legit, like I'm never, like not that I've heard the name. I don't even know if it's the same guy. I haven't even heard the name before. I've heard the name Agostino, but there could be another one that played a couple years ago, or whatever. He's already old. It's like so it could be the same guy. So that I mean that's just like even more like this is like the guy that you guys are like showcasing, like not like. Not really, he's just been hot. He's been hot, and we, dude, have you seen our lineup? They've been playing him on the first line. But I don't think it's because it's like, look at this shiny new prospect we have. I think it's just like, okay, this this dude should never play in the NHL, 
and he's got five goals. So yeah. who the hell is this guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he won't make the team when we have a suitable lineup, hopefully within the next two years. <coughs> like, yeah. you'll never see him never see him again. Maybe he's a bottom six guy. He's like he's like JSD and DSP and all these guys who come in. But, like, uh, that's what I mean. You have to give my Devils credit for something. This year it's been a shit show, but, like, what would you expect Taylor Hall being out? Which they never said he was going to be out that long. He was just hurt. And I feel like at that moment they, like, knew. They're like, oh, he's out for the season. We're not going to tell anybody. And it just, like, went downhill. We lost Vought for a while. We lost a lot of, like, people. And then they're just like, okay, no, it's fine. But if you look at them, like, the dudes who are out there are still playing with heart. Like, Coleman's killing it. Severson's two assists away from breaking every career high he's ever had. Like, yeah. that's what I mean. Even with this shitty fucking lineup and this shitty fucking, like, points that we have, I get it. We're a lottery pick. I'm not bragging. But, like, if the Oilers played with as much heart as, like, some of these, like, like other teams, they'd be fine. Like, I don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand how, like, these guys don't care about their own career. And how, like, no one else does either. Like, their GM, their coaches, like, no one's done them any favors. And, like, then they, they don't even know how to help themselves either, though. So it's like, I don't know how you fix that. Yeah, I think, like, the whole <coughs> thing just needs to be redone. Like. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know and how I you go about doing that. But if I were the owner, I'd sell the team. And then have... The new owner promised me that he's not going to bring anybody back but the players. Yeah, and then and I think you over. even need to get rid of some of them and start over. I feel well, like that's if, true, but because you have a good squad, you have a good core. Like you should be able to turn. That's what I mean. I feel like you can turn the roster around quickly with that. Although it is hard because of fucking Chirelli and all that. I just say it's not it. the quickest thing. It can. I think it can be done. I just a, you can't in go a into way. a ten year rebuild with Connor McDavid. It's gonna be impossible. He'll make yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean that never no, if happened. you're gonna go into a ten year rebuild now, then you might as well get a new team for Connor McDavid and just start over. I just feel like this. I feel like the Oilers are a perfect example of like everyone always talks about that one two punch, like Crosby Mel- Malkin, like you need the two centers. And you need, like, high-powered, like, guys. And I think that that's true. And, like, in a, in a way that, like, brings you to championships. But in a way, that's not enough. And Colorado and Edmonton are the, are the reasons why, like, that is not enough. Like, you can clearly see why it's not good enough. And Colorado is an even better example because, like, or maybe they're not. I don't know. I think, I think Colorado is the example of when... Like, you have the one-two punch because they have McKinnon and Brantman, but they're both not centers. Yeah. And you have a decent team around them. And Edmonton is the example of we didn't know what we were doing for so long. We were lucky enough to get McDavid, and we were lucky enough to get Dreisaitl, but... We were fucking it up so bad for so long that now we don't have anybody else. Except for the Nuge. Yeah. It's like when you get the one-two punch, but you can only 
like give them one other player to play with yeah. and they all three have to play on the same line i hate hate you'll never hear me do it again probably singing the penguins praises and i always felt like that's exactly what it was like they just had this high powered offense but like you look at other teams that could be in a similar position as them they're actually a lot better managed and a lot better as a team as just Crosby and Malkin. Maybe that's why I resent it so much because I feel like they get all the credit. And it's like, to be fair, they did a lot. But still, if it, if they if they didn't have like the like if they didn't do a good job at the supporting cast, they'd be in the same position where Malkin would have to play on the same line as Crosby, and nothing would ever get done otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the thing, uh, you're absolutely right. They were definitely expertly managed through the time that, you know, they were for sure. And not that they're not going to compete for a cup, you know, anything could happen with that team or whatever. Um, The past two years, I haven't been as impressed last year and this year because they've signed Jack Johnson and they traded for every bad defenseman that they possibly could. They gave up a first for um, said Jerkoff plays in Vegas now. The tough guy, what's his name? Oh, Ryan Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Gave up a first for Ryan. Yeah, they Reeves. gave up a first for him, and that I mean, that was whatever. I mean, well, I mean, if you're them, what do you do with that last pick? It's just like they know that, like, it doesn't fucking matter. So I get why they did it. But then he didn't even stay, and they didn't even really get much, and they signed a lot of... I'm not saying everything they did was perfect. In fact, like I said, I don't usually say good things about the Penguins. I talk shit about teams who aren't as good, as, like, well-rounded as they could be and who rely on, like, two players to, like, do most of the work like the Penguins. But I, my point is, is that they did enough where it actually wasn't the Crosby and Malkin show. Because if that's the case, like... Yeah. The Oilers could be doing it right now. Right. There's no reason why they couldn't. Their rosters on paper look like those Penguins teams rosters. Right. They're just fucking terrible. Like the Penguins <coughs> the problem with them, they didn't know when to quit to try to keep like buying success or whatever. Yeah. Like if they would have quit last year and like didn't trade for anybody, didn't for whatever reason feel the need to sign Jack Johnson to like a five million dollar contract, other than yeah. it's like a favor. Because I feel, I mean, I do feel bad that that dude's parents like fucked him financially. But yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, yeah. Well, I feel bad, but at the same time, like, if you pay him league min, that's still enough good money living. to live comfortably the rest of your life if you sure. invest it right. Yeah. He just needs a better financial advisor. I really don't feel that bad for him. No, <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for Pittsburgh paying yes, him. Yes, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. I but I just feel- mean like I wouldn't like I would like oh like we should feel really bad like if they paid him like league men like other defensemen of his caliber get like you know what I mean or like yeah. one mil. I mean I don't think he's like league men defenseman or whatever but he's not worth five million dollars. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. Or necessarily am I getting that number that. wrong? I just mean like he doesn't have to make a lot of money to have a fine life. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody does. But like, and I'm not saying. I mean, because, you know, they've been, or it's not $5 million. They gave him five years at $3.25 million. That's right. That's still a long time. It's still a long time, and it's still probably more money than he... He didn't lived up to anything yeah. with that. So, 
It'd be um, one thing if it worked. I also didn't think that his career was over either. So like, yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, I just think that, and it's not that they had to miss the playoffs or whatever to do it, but instead of like trading for assets, and I get like you know this year like Latang got hurt and Dumlin got hurt or whatever, but so you felt the need to trade for Erica Branson? It's like. That doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, you gave assets up for, like, players that you didn't need when... And I'm not saying... Like I said, like, anything could happen with this team. So I get why a little bit. Why they're, like, going for it. Because, you know, you're, you you don't want to waste a year of, like, Sid and, you know, Malkin or whatever. But it's like you guys could have taken one year off, regrouped, you know probably sold better on Hornquist. I mean, you could still sell Hornquist. You could still sell, you know, Kessel, I guess, or whatever, and get back better money players for you. You know, free up cap space, be able to, like, actually do something. And you could just, you know, it's not like sitting Malkin are, like, 37 years old or whatever. They're 32 and 31. So it's not over next year. Or whatever. Yeah. So you could have just like stepped back, reload, freed up they some money. Start getting ready for the end of their careers, though. It's like a five-year plan. Like not like yeah, not like give up, but like at the same time, like you may want to keep some of those assets because you don't want to fall off a cliff when they're gone, which that could happen. And I only brought up the Penguins because and because I hate them, and I do think it's funny that like. Chris Kunitz had, like, an awesome career just because he played next to Sid. And I, I just feel like they, they like, wanted it more. And it was more – it was better managed than a lot of the teams that just try to get the two top centers or the two top players and then just roll. Yeah. Like, they still had a team that, like, fucking, like, fights for it and, like, and like knows how to, like, just – play with Sid I guess I don't know how like I don't know how you fuck up playing with Connor McDavid like I don't understand why you have you need Leon Dreisaitl there and I I'm not trying to toot my own horn but like I would put up NHL points with Connor McDavid absolutely I don't know how you fuck that up that job yeah I mean it's almost impossible dude it's like the passes he makes I just he and he draws everyone away from you <laughs> like he's he's insane I don't know. I don't know. I feel like someone with half as much talent as some of the dudes that they've tried to play with him should be, like, crushing it. Right. Yeah, I mean, my thing with the Penguins is, at least right now or whatever, they're, like, at least as far as contracts go and, like, who, like, they don't really have a whole lot of contracts to sign that are going to get, like, big raises or whatever. So it's not that they're in a bad place, like, it's not like they're not going to have enough players to play next year or whatever because they don't have the money. It's that they need someone of a higher caliber than Jack Johnson, but they don't have the money to go get that player in free agency. Because they're paying Jack Johnson. Right, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I'd keep – like I'm not I'm not trying to like – although I don't like him, he's definitely a, an effective player. But like – how long do you wait on Hornquist before, you know, there's not really a market for him? Yeah, you got to get 
get it's like like look at what like and i'm not saying that wayne simmons isn't gonna bounce back or whatever but like since wayne simmons towards the end of his flyers career and his early career with nashville he's only put up one point you know when is hornquist that player they play the similar game exactly similar they're about the same age so you know it takes I think it take like how Simmons played through that injury plagued year or whatever. It could take one year, you know, one year Simmons scores thirty goals and the next year he scores twenty five, and then before you know it, it's fifteen, and you know, yeah, and then it's a fourth round pick <laughs> yeah. that you get back. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the thing. It's like I mean, because you're paying him five point three million dollars, and if you can get back like a raw, a useful roster player. Okay, maybe a pick, you know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like there's not. I just mean, that, and they sh- also shouldn't like try to, like I get it. They're gonna try to push to win every year that they can with with Crosby and Malkin. But at the same time, I don't mean to be a downer. It's a long way off. Maybe not yet. I'm not wishing these guys' careers over. But at the same time, like, when do you think of the long term, like, the GM there, like, for your job and be like, I can't trade another first round pick because I'm not going to even get back players as good as Crosby and Malkin with these firsts that I'm keeping. So I have to at least have some depth when these guys leave so I don't destroy the organization. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they they don't really have homegrown talent in this, like, at least true, true homegrown talent. I mean, besides Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, um, fuck it, I'll give you Brian Rust, or whatever. There's not a whole lot. I mean, they didn't draft Kessel. They didn't draft, I mean, they didn't draft Hornquist. You know, they didn't draft Bugestad or, you know, any of these guys, yeah. or whatever. And I feel like that's what they're missing, like, They've been able to be competitive and use their lesser, like, entry-level contracts. But it would be nice if, you know, every now and more often than they've had it, a player like Gensel comes through and gets to use all three of his entry-level years or two of his entry-level years or whatever. Because that's what you get with first-round picks. You get a player that probably—not always. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work out until after they've signed their entry-level but then you get him on a one mil, two million dollar first contract or whatever, and then yeah. you know you have a decent, you think bottom six player that turns into a top six player by the end of the year. Yeah. So. And it it is I think a benefit to them too, that, like Gensel's the real deal. Like he's not as good as either either of the two of them, obviously, but. He's going to still be good when when Crosby and fucking Malkin are gone. In my opinion, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. And how much better is he going to have been to have played hockey with those guys when their careers are over? Yeah. He's going to be marginally better. And I think a lot of the time what happens is, is that they had posers. Um, but they weren't bad players, and their careers are even going to be better than what it may have been otherwise. But, like, what ha- what the fuck happened to Connor Sheary? Like, why'd you get rid of him? Because eventually you were going to have to pay him, and you knew that he wasn't the guy that, like, you wanted playing next to, like, fucking Sid forever because he's not as good as Gensel. But, like, I don't know. I feel like they 
they burn those years and then maybe they can't afford other people and they let them go or they trade them or something. But it's like, you're right. Like, where's the homegrown, like, talent? And, like, even if – I don't know how to describe what I'm saying. I just it's feel like The situation's weird because it's like they're good, but they should be better. And it's, like, hard to say. I mean, like, they should be better. I mean, they just won two cups in a row. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, they've won three in the last ten years or whatever. You know, that's all well and good. I just think that, you know, there's assets that could be utilized on this team that they're not. Yeah. Whether it's Kessel, whether it's Hornquist. I mean, I think it would be Hornquist if it were me. Because I think... Kessel's still great. <laughs> yeah, Kessel's still good. And I think that you could still get a decent return on Hornquist because he hasn't really slowed down production. Yet. Willie, probably. Probably eventually. And you don't want to get stuck, you know, in 2022 or 2021-2022 in the last year Malkin's contract. And, you know, you can't be better because you're still paying Hornquist $5.3 million. Yeah. And I don't think that what you want to do either is let it get so bad to the point that you have to start your rebuild before those guys' careers are over. That's yeah. not going to be fun. If you think that Sid and Malkin are going to sit around, like, you know what I mean, and, like, be in last place for the couple last couple of years of your career, like... Yeah, especially if there's no promise mistaken. of, like, anybody coming. Yeah. Like, if they don't have, like, a 20, 21-year-old kid who is, like, you know, might get them somewhere in a year... I see I see exactly what you're saying especially I mean because Malkins is going to be near the end, is going to be near an end of a contract you know and he'll be I guess 35 or whatever at the end of this contract I mean Sid signed forever he's still And Sid got will it. probably actually Sid will probably stay till the bitter end um but like and I'm not saying that maybe they wouldn't jump ship I'm just saying like what do you do at that point when you have to start the rebuild while they're still playing? Now they're going to be, yeah. you know, reminiscent of, like, what they were. Like, you know what I mean? You have to rebuild. You've got them still, and you can't really get rid of them. Because they'll never trade Sid, no matter what. No, absolutely not. And they'd be dumb to. And, I mean, as much as I always, like, bring up the thing about trading Malkin, you don't trade him either. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So at that, that what I mean is, is you if you have to start a rebuild before their career's over, you are only, you're handcuffed and you can't even trade your best assets away to get that rebuild flow. flow. Right. Exactly. You're you're like stuck, kind of like the Canucks at the end of the Sedin's career. It's just like, well, what the fuck do we do? Like, yeah, we can't trade these guys. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I mean, they're our best players <laughs> that we've ever had. Yeah. Know? And, and Crosby and Malkin are better than them. So it's that much harder. Right, like, exactly. And they're worth so much more. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like two two assets that you can never do anything with. Yeah. Because even yeah. at the end of their career, they're going to be worth something still. But you can't get rid of them. <laughs> so you want to at least make sure that you're... I would rather take it... If I were the Penguins, I would rather be less competitive, miss the playoffs once or twice now. Not saying I wouldn't go for it, I'd tank. But I'm just saying don't be stupid. And if you, like how I said about the Blackhawks, don't fucking panic. Stop panicking. Like, you guys could turn around and be fine. Like, if you don't fucking panic. 
They don't yeah. panic. They take a down year or two. They could go on another like fucking amazing run, and, and have and, and, and like have a forty year old Sid and Malkin like fucking still running with like good younger players. Like as they're fading out, they're still probably productive, but they're not the superstars. And they like that's the dream. Like that's what yeah. you want to happen with your like you want if you want D, like. <laughs> You always want to win a cup, but, like, how crazy would that be if those guys won when they were, like, 40? You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're, like, still you playing, want... and it's, like, they're goodbye, and you're still good. Like, that's the goal. Like, it shouldn't be just, like, let's rack them up now while they're young. Like, Yeah, what you want, what, I mean, what I would think, especially towards the end of the, their careers, you would want them, you would want to have someone already in place that you know you're, like, passing the torch to. And those guys can be like the second, third line role players, yeah. power play specialist, very and, offensive minded ice time. And still leaders, you know what I yeah, mean? And like still, still leaders, inspiring exactly. those fucking kids. Yeah, and then <coughs> someone else is doing the legwork. Yes, exactly. Oh, well, I, fucking really owe it I hope them. they fuck it up, so. I hope they fuck it up too. I don't know why we just spent like an, like we're over time sucking off yeah. the penguins, and I hate them so much. But I just feel like I had to at least say that that like I feel like the like formula that's happening nowadays is just like tank. We'll get two good centers, and then we'll be like the penguins. And I am like I'm sorry, but that's like a sorely mistaken misconception about how this new NHL is going to work. Clearly, because yeah. there's so many superstars on teams. Not in the fucking playoffs. Like, not in the fucking playoffs. Like, how many, like, guys do we have in top and scoring right now? Not going to be in those games. Like, yeah. <clears throat> here, real quick, and then we'll get finished up, if it's okay, okay. unless you have something more to say. No, I mean, I'm good. So you got, right now, you have one, two, three, four, five. Five out of the ten top point getters in the league. Not in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, so you have McDavid, Kane, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, and Rantanen. Oh, that's the per. You said it. You said Kane. That is the perfect example of what they don't want to happen. The Blackhawks oh, yeah. should be the exact... Like, they should be running as far as they can away from the scenario that turns them into the Blackhawks. I mean, and they've gotten better in this last year, but they've had to go through some rough times. And it's not over yet. I mean, they got, you know, obviously they had a good pick in Debrinkat and they got him later. They got him in the second round. Um, they were able to turn, or at least for now, turn Strom around and stuff like that. But um, Duncan Keith's still their best defenseman. Yeah. Brent Seabrook is still out there. Yeah. That's that's the scenario that you you don't want to have. And, I mean, I, I mean, obviously... I don't know, you know, the draw. Because obviously it has to be immense. Like, you know, the once you start playing this game, you never want to stop. But Corey Crawford is literally risking the rest of his life, life every single time he plays. They're letting him, though. No, I, I'm not saying yeah. it's not his decision or whatever. But they also don't have a replacement. So, and you're really just waiting for, like, the gun to go off. Or whatever. Because it's just going to take one. Like, they thought he was never coming back this time. And I don't... Yeah. And I'm not going to... I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not his doctor, for sure. 
I st- and I, I don't know. I I don't completely buy it, and obviously it's completely 100% his decision or whatever. But it's a scary thing to, like, think about that that dude, like, even more than we thought, like, could have happened with Crosby, like, later 2000s or whatever. Like, that dude could get one shot and he could be done for the rest of his career. Yeah. And you're right, they did a bad job at... I don't know, man. I just feel like to have GMs never play GM mode, man. <laughs> it's if you want to have a long career, dude, you gotta know that you're back. You're gonna need a goalie to replace your old one. Yeah, I mean, and it's so hard to like do that, like to even have someone in line or whatever. But you should try. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not convinced that they have anybody. It's I'm definitely not, not Cam Ward. I'm. I'm just saying, and. I'm not ageist. I like it when players have long careers, and I know it's like getting to be a younger game, but I always root for people to play later. But, like, Crawford's old already. Even if he was still playing good and he didn't have that injury problem, you should have fucking somebody. Like, yeah. he's old enough that you should have somebody anyway. Yeah, because what they, don't want to ha- that. what they don't want to happen is what's happened with Detroit and Jimmy Howard. Yeah. And Jimmy Howard's only, like, two years older than Corey Crawford. I'm pretty sure Crawford's, like, 32. No, he's older than that. That's what I mean. He's older he 30? than that, my man. He's, like, 34. Oh, 34. So he's right there. Yeah. Well, actually, is he 34? Did you just yeah, check that? Yeah, he's 34. All right, he's that's 34. what I thought. So that's what I'm saying. Like, next year he was 35. He could be king of the fucking world this year, but, like, he's still 35. Like, what are you doing? Like, you need a goal... Like, you need a fucking goal. It's not like you're not replacing your top forward because th- there's tw- the 11 more of them on the ice at one time. Like, you're you're literally – there's only one guy for that job. Like, you should know what your fucking goalie situation is going to look like. Like, I don't know. I see what you're saying, dude. That's the really – and what did I say? If the Blackhawks just didn't panic and tried to shed some of these contracts like a year or two ago instead of now that they're fucking stuck forever – they would be marginally in a better position. They're putting up like eight goals a game, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Like, yeah, Kane's got a hundred, or he's going to have a hundred. He's going to have more than a, he's going to have probably his best season so far. Honestly, yeah, probably. Just Kane. What was Kane's record when he won it the the other year? He had one hundred six. Yeah, yeah. one hundred six and fifteen sixteen. He could beat that. He's uh, got, yeah, he's got another like twelve games. He's, yeah, he's, he's gonna crush. He's at sixty nine games right now. And he's got ninety nine points. Yeah, so I'd like and barring injury, easily that's a, that. a walk. Like yeah, he's gonna trot right into his best numbers ever, and he's not yeah. gonna be in the playoffs. Yep. He could probably beat his goal total too. He only needs five to tie it. Yeah, I. I I'd bet on him to do that. Yeah, at least when a team is bad, it's like bad. I don't know how to describe it. Like, yeah, I mean, it it really like it can unravel quick, and I feel like Pittsburgh is on the wrong side of it. Yeah, yeah, and they got their cups. I mean, hey, they did the job. You know, so did Chicago. Yeah, and so did Chicago. But, I don't know. 
I mean, and maybe it's just, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think it's possible if you play play it right to be successful and not have to go on a prolonged rebuild now. I do too. I don't like these like rebuilds. I think that you should rebuild on the fly and unless it's absolutely necessary. Most of the time it's because of bad management. And Yeah, I think that if the team is properly managed, um, they don't give away draft picks a lot. And I mean, I guess, it, it, I mean, honestly, I think the whole thing is it gets down to management and scouting. Yeah. And knowing when to hold picks and knowing when to trade them. Yeah. Like, the Flyers don't really need to draft anymore. Anything, I guess. At least not this year. Oh, no. You I'm not guys saying can they trade every sell. pick you have for three years and never notice it. Right. So you guys shouldn't like, be holding picks. Right, yeah, and we shouldn't be holding picks. And I think that's why, like, we didn't trade Simmons for, like, a pick. One, I don't think that the the return was there. Like, I think everybody kind of realizes what Simmons is now. Like, there was no, like, people are like, oh, yeah, we should have at least got a second for Wayne Simmons. It's like, the second wasn't there. I'd almost guarantee the second was not offered from anybody. Maybe Calgary. Guy, maybe Calgary. Because, but the, he waived or he chose to not waive his uh, no trade clause for Calgary. For Calgary, so I don't know. It's his right. He negotiated. He earned it. So it's his right to not go there if he doesn't want to. I don't know what they were offering. I heard that they were in heavy on him, and I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means it was better. It sounds from everything I heard, it was better than what we got. I guess. But he why didn't want to go. even want him though? I get why Nashville would. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. He's just another body in Nashville to add to the pool, the collection. But I feel like Calgary has been burnt by players like Wayne Simmons recently. Yeah, you don't play on that team, and they've got a younger, better, no offense, version. In no, Chuck. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, as much as I wanted Wayne Simmons to stay here forever. I mean, he's not the same player that he was two years ago. Um, and, like, for all the... I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, is Hartman, like, the best player? No. Is he going to replace Simmons wholly? No. Um, does that possible third-round pick that we're going to get, is that going to replace Simmons? Probably not. But that's all that... I mean, I guarantee, I'm not going to say that's the best offer we got, but... I'd bet we didn't get offered a second. I I just would. I don't think it was there. And I don't think, like, there's no reason for the Flyers to get a pick. You don't even need it, yeah. Yeah, we don't need it. Um, and I think that's why we didn't, because I don't Harman's know that... not a bad player, either. Yeah, I it wouldn't surprise me unless, like, we won the lottery again if we moved our pick at dra- at the draft day. Well, I just feel like for you guys, we've been over it. You don't need the picks. It's not a loss because even a third, like who cares? Like even if you just get another whatever or that's a package that you could get to another team that may be like strapped or ready to get rid of someone for cheap like how we do. Yeah. Who cares about that even? You get Hartman who is going to not, you're right, not replace Wayne Simmons' production, but you've got young kids and, like, other people who are going to replace that production. So what do you want? 
You want a reliable third line guy that plays better than Dale Weiss. You get Ryan yeah. Hartman. That's what the fuck you needed. Wayne Simmons was playing on the third line anyway. So like, what yeah. is? You got a replacement, actually. Like, yeah. I mean, as much as this season has been a disappointment because everybody thought this was going to be like the year that the step was taken forward or whatever. I don't really know. There's not a whole lot to be mad at. Like all the kids that we really want. Beside, obviously, like Morgan Frost went back to juniors or whatever. But Patrick's having a good second half. Konechny's having a good second half. Travis Sanheim is playing top line or top pair of minutes. Carter Hart is in the NHL. Oscar Lindblom is a second line forward. Drew Couturier, Voracek are all having good years. Ghost could be doing better, but I feel like Provorov and Ghost have both been doing better since All Star break or whatever. Yeah, and it's not like the past, like, three years have been false, and this is their, like, true colors. They had a fucking down year, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I they mean, could I give them that, better other defensemen, too. Like, but. Yeah, and I'm not going to say, I don't know, I still don't know, regardless of, you know, what's happened, like, with Carter Hart, and he came up, and he has he did well, I'm still not going to say that he was ready to go from day one. Maybe he was, but... I don't really blame him for sending him down. I mean, was Ron Hextall probably too patient? Probably. Should he have probably just fired Dave Hextall? Probably. But there was definitely something else other than what we know happened that happened. There was definitely not... They were not on the same page. Um, I mean, and although it ended up working out, I don't know that Hextall was going to fire... Hextel and obviously he like the decision and I'm, it's not that like you know Scott Gordon should get all the like the praise for like oh he fixed Patrick he fixed Konechny and he gave Sanheim the minutes he deserved or whatever it's like I mean it did happen but was this gonna happen either way like this it happened last year like we were shitting the first half and then we went on a streak and then we made the playoffs it could have happened with Hackstall too. Yeah. But I don't think anybody really... I don't think there's a whole lot to be mad at because we're losing. I mean, we just lost to the Capitals, which kind of sucks. But we're winning, or I meant to say we're winning now. We've been, you know, on pace with the Lightning since, like, mid-January or whatever. With all the kids that we want here playing the minutes that we want them to play. And it's been good. Yeah, is this the real team? I don't really know, but it—I mean—it looks promising, dude. I'm just saying. And Phil have... Myers is in the NHL now, so I'm happy about that. Dude, you've got you've got kids who could step up. You've got some veterans, obviously, like Giroux in your first line, Couturier again leading your team in goals. That's fantastic for you. You got fucking even JVR fucking putting it up, like not yeah. doing a bad job for you know what they had them for it's actually a good move now that considering what happened to simmons you guys doing that i actually get it a lot better now and maybe someone knew something that we didn't yeah like they kind of saw that well, i always thought that was the play like as soon as they signed jvr i was like that means simmons isn't coming back hmm. no matter what yeah but i would have liked Wayne simmons over jvr but i actually like jvr a lot though but and so I feel like there's a lot of people who on your team could or should be doing better than they are. Like it's not like you guys are like 
stacked, but you guys are deep. And if, if some I... of these younger players take a step forward and then you still got prospects like Frost and stuff that are going to come up, like, why not, like, get rid of, like, most of your picks and, like, get, like, like a fucking great, like, second line guy that you're, like, fucking missing and, like, maybe yeah. another, like, great fucking, like, defenseman. Like, yeah, I mean, and, like, and if Carter Hart's the real deal, you guys could definitely turn it around like quick i just mean like you did you guys did a good job of trimming the fat like again like you yeah, had and players like latera and dale weiss and shit like that where if you replace them with players like ryan hartman then you'll have the depth yeah then you'll have the depth that you need you get you you get jvr you got these other guys and so if you could just replace some of these guys that are like weighing you down like if you could like get rid of like fucking like you know what i mean i don't know you don't have to blow up your team, and your team is, like, fucking good, but, like, you know, some down years killed you guys, and you guys didn't trim that fat early enough, so maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah, the thing, I think the th- it's easy to come back and be successful next year. Um, I think that they need to, I would get another center that you're okay playing on the second line. But if Patrick is this Nolan Patrick from this half, then he can play on the third line. And then, because, I mean, the thing is, is it's no guarantee. And, um, you know, I know, like, I was listening to, like, BSH Radio the other day. And, you know, they kind of have, like, similar opinions. Like, there's no really guarantee that Frost is making the NHL next year. It's his last year in junior for sure. And he killed it this year. But it wouldn't surprise me if he goes down to the AHL and starts there and then makes his way up halfway through the year. Whatever. That's cool. Whatever. I think that they could add a, if they add a center, it helps take some pressure off of Patrick. And if he takes the second line position and Patrick takes it, then like a guy, I, I'd like, if anybody, I don't want to really overpay for, like, a Matt Duchesne or whatever, but if you could get, like, Kevin Hayes reasonably, that'd be, like, the person I want. Yeah. Kevin Hayes, you don't hate him on the second line, but if he's on the third line, it's not bad. And then you could put together, like, the first line. You could put the first line, like, Couturier, Giroux, Konechny back together, and then you could have Patrick, Voracek, and Limblom, and you can have Hayes... Fucking JVR and I don't know whoever Hartman, I guess yeah. on the third line, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, you guys probably could do for like a heart and soul type of guy too, like someone who will help lead the team besides yeah. Giroux, because I feel like Giroux is a good captain, but like sometimes that dude looks like he's gonna like cry when his team doesn't show up. And it's just, like, I feel like yeah, you need someone... Okay. I feel like you need, like, a fourth-line captain. Like, you've got, like, the depth guy, so you don't need to replace them because they're bad. I just feel like someone who could, like, kick some people in the ass that's, like, not Giroux would probably be nice, too. Yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who. Because you guys don't need a player like Boyle, but, like, someone like that. Not Brian yeah. Boyle, because you don't need a guy to do the job that he's doing for Nashville right now right. on the power play. But, like, someone like that, who's, like, kind of, like, at the end. We like need someone like that. Just not that That type of is, player. like, strictly penalty kill. 
Yes. Like yes. I don't need them, I don't need them to play the power play. I don't need them to score a goal or do any offense. Well, you need not someone any to offense. bust that ass on. You're right. That, yeah, that I is. need someone that plays defense and does it well. That's what I need. Although the penalty kill hasn't been that bad since the whole that whole regime change. It hasn't been the greatest, but it's been better. It's been in the 80 percentile, so I'll take that. No, but I think that you guys have a problem with either playing your top line guys on the power play. I mean, on the penalty kill, or you guys have just been notorious I feel like the past few years for putting in the wrong guy for the job, or making your like other guys that need to be focused on other things do it. I would say we're we're kind of starting to get out of that because like Lawton has been taking more penalty kill time and doing well, and. Limblom's been taking more penalty kill time. Um but Drew and Couturier are probably still our best penalty killers. I mean it's kinda of, and I mean Couturier does it well. That was like his job before it was before he was scoring like this. So I think Couturier is always it would be nice to lessen his load on the on the penalty kill. But at the same time, like unless we get someone like super good, like I'm not gonna send like Lawton out there to defend Ovechkin or whatever. Just I'd rather just send Couturier out there and be like, you know, Dude, go do that. I'm actually fine with Couturier. Um, yeah, but I right, like that was take... the job. But I'm more like Giroux. Like, do you really want? Yeah, I feel you, you. You really want like Giroux out there blocking your shot? Like, I'm not against it in like a pinch or if you need it. But like, I'm just saying, there's other teams in the league with like power play, like shorthanded, like specialists. Yeah, and like and that's I think what that they was, motherfucking think that's, do, and you need like Michael Grabner. Yeah, I think that was the, the reason why. I mean, not that Drew isn't good at the penalty kill or whatever, and not that he can't block shots or whatever. He's just good at reading the play, and I think that's the reason why he's out there is to try not to try to create offense on the penalty kill, but because we were never able to like break up a pass ever on the penalty kill. That he's out there to try to just do it, and he can get out of the zone by himself. He doesn't need anybody's help. Yeah, and that's what we didn't have when he wasn't playing on the penalty kill earlier in the yeah. year, is that there was no one else beside. And like Aturi's, he's good at getting the puck, but he doesn't have like. And not that Giroux is the quickest person ever, but Aturi is even slower. Yeah. So like he's not going to get away from anybody. Like if he gets it and he has to turn. Someone's already on his back, and if he can't yeah. get a clean shot, then it's just in the zone still. I just think, too, like, it's good to be dangerous shorthanded, but you don't need your top guys to do that. And, like, I'm not, like, like my team's terrible, but, like, I'm just saying last year we, like, what, led the league in shorthanded goals and had one of the top penalty kills in the league. And, like, yeah. I don't think Taylor Hall played more than a second on the penalty kill. Like, right. Nico went through a fad where he was on there a little bit. Paul Mary hardly, like, in a pinch. Like, we were rocking and rolling with dudes who, like, that's their motherfucking job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it was working out just fine. It's not that I don't, I think Giroud does a bad job. It's like, do do you want him to have to do that? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, if I, I, because we're going to get ready to wrap it up here because we went, Way too Two long. and a half times as long as I wanted to go. Oh, so. Jesus. Is it that long? Oh, it's shit. that long. I mean, oh, it, not that I had anything to do. I just didn't... I didn't know we were going to get into it like this. So. Yeah. Um, Alright. If I had to ask for anything overall, 
is I need, well, and I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely fine. Like if Scott Gordon is the coach because coach Q doesn't want to come here, then whatever. That's cool. And I think that he hasn't necessarily shown us everything. I don't know if he's the guy. I don't, I don't hate him and i why well, I, I actually like him i think that he is a lot not i don't want i don't know if it's a better coach or whatever but he's been better than Hackstall. um i think that we need someone to kind of come in and change all the systems up because obviously like the power play is not working anymore and it should be one of the best power or at least top 10 i think you know you just think like if you have drew Voracek, ghost Couturier, and then Patrick Konechny or whoever else is there, you'd be successful in the pen or on the power play, and we're not. And the the penalty kill has been better, but I still it still has holes. And I don't know the it just we I think they could stand to they need more of an offensively driven coach. I think. And more offensively driven systems, and not that we're playing like not that we're playing like a defensive way, but I feel it's it's almost like we're playing like neutral, like it's like we'll take the chance if it's definitely there, or we're on the exact opposite. We're taking the chance when we know it's there, or it's like the lowest percentage it could be. You know, we do like a lot of like long stretch passes up the ice that like hardly ever work and if they do work the guy gets like because he has to hold up at like the blue line and then you know he gets standing still and then can't move it can't move up the ice anymore so i don't know i'd like them to go just you know balls to the wall find a new coach if it's coach q whoever it is bring in better assistant coaches because the per i think the person even if and if i were to get all of that and not even get one, not I wouldn't say one new player, but if we replace with like younger players in our system, I would if they didn't sign one free agent and they just like change the system, I think they could be successful. If Carter Hart's the real deal, yeah, and I guess Cam Talbot is the backup, and he doesn't suck. He doesn't suck. I don't think he does. No, I, I think he'll be he fine. I mean, he's not playing a whole lot because Brian Elliott's been good. Um, I just don't think I think Elliott's done his time here. I think Talbot over Elliott next year definitely. Yeah, I mean, and they talked about this again like today on uh, the Flyers podcast I was listening to that like Elliott might be like the better like stat overall goalie because Brian Elliott when he plays actually does not have bad stats like this year I mean he has like a 916 save percentage he's just been hurt and then Cam Talbot was having a shitty year in Edmonton but but he hasn't been hurt yeah so it's like if we can get Cam Talbot to give us a decent year and not be hurt I think that would be probably best case scenario yeah to where Brian Elliott might give us you know, nine eighteen save percentage, but he's only gonna be able to play twenty games. And then Carter Hart's gonna be doing all the work and then You don't want that board playing sixty games. Yeah, you don't you need someone to like almost dead even split the games. 
someone who can play 40 games and Hart can play 40 games. And then, obviously, it's not going to be that clean cut, but, like, then you can ride the hot hand from there. Yeah. So. Well, you might have it. I just think Cam Talbot is still think he's a good goalie. I just think his, his days of putting 70-plus games up on a terrible team are over, for sure. Yeah. He needs yeah, a better so. defense than what they were giving him, and he needed to play less games. That that was always going to happen. I mean, yeah. When he led the league that one year, that's like incredible. He's lucky that their yeah. team was better that year. Yeah, I mean, he was good. I mean, he, he was had to good. Be. They made yeah. they made the playoffs that year. That was the year. So, but that's what I mean. I feel like that wasn't going to remain consistent. But he's not a bad goalie either, like because they still tried to play him a lot this year, and they they were not. Supportive. Yeah, they weren't good. Yeah, they weren't good, and so all right, we should finish. We talked way too long. Yeah, I know. <coughs> all right, yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Off the Barcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuck You Raff. We're getting back into the swing of things. We apologize for being so lazy and gone for a while, but we're going to get back into it. Um, playoffs are coming up. What do we got? Like 12 games, probably, almost much, unanimous, yeah. un- unanimously around the league. So we're almost in. So we're going to get some, I think we're going to get some exciting games for on that last day of the season. So, yeah, definitely. So we'll be looking forward to it. All right, once again, this has been Off the Bar, and I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. And we will see you guys next week.